As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Transfer Briefing from The Athletic. It's Tuesday the 30th of January. I'm Adam Leventhal and on today's show... It's three days to D-Day. We really haven't seen many permanent transfer fees like that in this transfer window so far. And so this one's getting my juices flowing. The Afghan hosts trump the holders. Now Frank Kessier steps up and sends them through to the quarterfinals. And fake news is good news for Arsenal. Mikel Arteta very clear in his press conference today that he's going nowhere. This is the Daily Transfer Briefing with Adam Leventhal. To Monday night's action first and at AFCON, holders and favourite Senegal are out after a night to remember for hosts Ivory Coast. A few days ago, it looked like Ivory Coast were heading out of the Africa Cup of Nations. Now Frank Kessier steps up and sends them through to the quarterfinals. Kessier's winning penalty in the shootout for Ivory Coast and he'd rescued them earlier on in the game with another spot kick in the 86th minute, levelling up Diallo's early opener for Senegal to take it to extra time and then penalties in which a Nottingham Forest player missed for Senegal. Moussa Niakate. Big moments. And he can't deliver. But Ivory Coast scored all five of theirs to win it 5-4. So they go on to face either Mali or Burkina Faso, who play tonight. Jay Harris is our man at AFCON and was there. It was the worst possible start for Ivory Coast, conceding a goal after three or four minutes. This massive red flag gets let off in the Senegal fans section. And you just felt like there was potentially going to be a repeat of what happened to Ivory Coast against Equatorial Guinea on the cards which just would have been an absolute disaster. But special credit goes to Emers Faye, who's been thrown into the deep end. He's Ivory Coast interim head coach for the rest of the tournament. And he's just masterminded this penalty shootout victory, which means Ivory Coast through to the quarterfinals despite finishing third in their group. And they've knocked out the holders, Senegal. You know, Emers Faye's tactics in the second half were brilliant. You know, he threw Haller on a Dingra Pepe and it paid off. The drums from the Senegal fans during the penalty shootout were so intense. I felt nervous and I wasn't even taking a penalty. But the players showed such incredible spirit to put that to the side and, and get the job done. And the, the stadium just absolutely exploded. 
this stadium's only a 20,000 seat or so. It's not in the, the economic capital, Abidjan. So on the one hand, it felt like a little bit of a shame this wasn't in front of a bigger audience. But then this is in Yamasukro, which is actually Ivory Coast capital. It's a bit more of a rural area, but it means there were fans who might not have got the opportunity to watch this game have just seen their country do something spectacular. And, you know, we've got to mention Senegal. They came into this competition as one of the favourites, the holders, and this bizarre AFCON curse that the holders haven't reached the quarterfinal stage, I think, since 2010, just continues. The first 10 minutes of the game, Senegal's passing patterns, especially down the left, were incredible, but they're going home. Senegal won all of their games. They were the only team with a 100% winning record, scored eight goals, but they're packing their bags. This tournament just keeps delivering. Elsewhere, Cape Verde also advanced. One nil winners against Mauritania. It's either South Africa or Morocco for them, who also play tonight. At the Asian Cup, the last World Cup hosts, who are also hosting this tournament, Qatar beat Palestine 2-1, while Jordan scored twice in stoppage time to win 3-2 against Iraq to make the quarterfinals and a tie against Tajikistan. Qatar play either Uzbekistan or Thailand. The other game today is Saudi Arabia against South Korea and the winners will play Australia. To domestic action now and in Serie A, the rebuilding of Roma post-Mourinho continued with a second win for Daniele De Rossi. They beat bottom of the table Salernitana 2-1 to move up to fifth. La Liga and mid-table Getafe had no problem with their relegation-threatened opponents either, beating Granada 2-0. And in the final FA Cup fourth round tie, no shock for Rob and Ryan, unfortunately, but Wrexham did take the lead at Blackburn. The ball out of his feet, shot from Turner! It's a rocket! And Wrexham take the lead in the Park! The problem is that the championship side scored four in reply, and in round five, they face Newcastle. Now there's three days to go to deadline day. Here is our football correspondent, David Ornstein, who is knee-deep in transfer news, as always, with a breakdown of the latest for you. The news I broke very late last night was that Lyon in France have submitted an official offer to West Ham worth £15 million plus add-ons for Saeed Benrahma. Now, I say £15 million in an excitable way because we really haven't seen many permanent transfer fees like that in this transfer window so far. And so this one's getting my juices flowing. Leon are of the understanding that Ben Rama would like to join them. The offer has not been accepted by West Ham at the time of recording. Let's see what the coming hours and days bring. Brentford did really well to agree a deal with Club Bruges to sign Antonio Nusa. They also agreed personal terms with the player. However, these deals can often be complicated and I revealed last night that unfortunately for Brentford, it looks like that transfer is now not going to go through because of complications in the deal. It would have been a great signing for Brentford and if it is to not be going through, then I feel for them because they're a really good operation and this would have been such a shrewd deal and a, a lovely arrival for the Premier League. What's become clear with Newcastle as the window has gone on is that they will need to sell somebody for significant value if they want to bring in a new player. 
not only permanently, but maybe even alone, because they are so tight on profitability and sustainability. There are players they like, such as Jacob Ramsey at Aston Villa. Aston Villa might have had to consider his departure to help their own profitability and sustainability position, but I think he is going to stay now. It's getting too late, and and he is an important player there at Villa. It shows Newcastle have been looking around, but they couldn't do anything without a notable exit. And the only notable exit that has been touted around Newcastle is Miguel Almiron with interest from Al-Shabaab in the Saudi Pro League. Al-Shabaab are not one of the clubs owned by the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, who also own Newcastle. That would have made things complicated yet again. But it doesn't seem an offer has been forthcoming, despite all of the speculation, day after day. I think Newcastle were expecting one, but my latest information is an offer for Miguel Almiron still hasn't arrived. There are also noises suggesting he wouldn't want to move anyway. And it's getting so late now because the Saudi Pro League window shuts later today. My ones to watch are Facundo Pellistri, who I believe is expected to travel from the UK to Spain ahead of signing for Granada on a loan deal from Manchester United until the end of the season. My next one to watch is Adam Wharton. Crystal Palace are pursuing and we reported a few days ago that they had made an offer of £18.5 million that it had been rejected by Blackburn Rovers. However their pursuit goes on, they really would like to sign him. I have a feeling this could happen before the window closes. Fingers crossed these final few days bring a little bit more activity. And there's more from David, courtesy of the Athletics Insiders WhatsApp group. He'll pop up in there with breaking news, details, voice notes, the lot, along with our team of writers, all the way until the window slams shut. Now, if you want to join, just check out the show notes of this episode and the link will be in there for you. You're listening to The Daily Transfer Briefing. Now, Manchester United say Marcus Rashford has taken responsibility for his actions and will be available for selection for the trip to Wolves on Thursday. The Athletic reported that Rashford went out in Belfast on Thursday night before reporting himself as too ill to attend Manchester United the following day and he missed the FA Cup tie against Newport County. United now say the disciplinary matter has been dealt with internally and is now closed. Well, there's Premier League action tonight with five games. Third place Arsenal could cut the gap to leaders Liverpool to two points if they can win at Nottingham Forest, who are just four points off the drop zone. It's Mikel Arteta's first match in charge since wrongly being linked with the Barcelona job after Xavi's decision to do a clop and walk at the end of the season. Arteta called the link fake news. Music to the ears of Gunners fans. Here's our Arsenal writer, James McNicholas. The build-up to this game has, of course, been dominated by speculation about Mikel Arteta and the Barcelona job, with the news that Xavi will be leaving at the end of the season. Mikel Arteta very clear in his press conference today that that is fake news. He's going nowhere, so Arsenal fans can breathe a sigh of relief. I don't know where it's coming from, and uh, it's totally untrue. I'm really upset about it. Arsenal travelled to Nottingham Forest tonight, looking for a win to keep their title aspirations alive. It won't come easy, though. This has been a difficult ground for Arsenal to go to in the last couple of years. They lost here two years ago in the FA Cup third round, 1-0. Last year, towards the end of the Premier League season, 
They also lost 1-0 as the wheels came off their title challenge. They need a positive result here, really, to keep themselves in the hunt, particularly with a huge game coming up this weekend. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, invigorated by the news about Klopp's future, come to the Emirates Stadium. You can't look at that fixture and think it'll be anything but a pivotal tie for both Arsenal and Liverpool and in the wider context of the title race. But first, Forrest. Arsenal had that really encouraging 5-0 win over Crystal Palace, which put them back on winning ways after a, a poor run preceding that. They need to maintain that, really, and, and need to produce some away form. I think it's three away games. They've gone without a win at this point in time now. For them to do so at Forest would be a significant statement, especially given their poor record there. Perhaps the timing will suit them. Forest missing a number of key players potentially due to their involvement in the Africa Cup of Nations. And Nuno Tavares as well, unable to play against his parent club. Elsewhere, Aston Villa in fourth take on Newcastle tonight, who, after four league defeats on the bounce, are down in tenth. Brighton are aiming to go sixth with a win, but they travel to Luton, who, if they can win, could leapfrog Everton and move out of the relegation zone. Sean Dyche's Toffees in a sticky situation at the moment with three league defeats in four, and they're at former boss Marco Silva's Fulham. The other game tonight, bottom club Sheffield United seven points from safety up against one of the lower-hanging fruit in Crystal Palace, who are five above the relegation zone after losing their last game 5-0 at Arsenal. That's all for today's Daily Transfer Briefing. I've been Adam Leventhal. Your producers were Abby Patterson and Mike Zimmerman. Executive producer was Ben Green. Comment and follow if you can. It will be much appreciated. And also don't forget to check out those show notes for the Transfer WhatsApp group, The Insiders. I'll be back tomorrow. Take care till then. The Athletic.